What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. I'm your host, Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers lose to the Cardinals 11 to nothing. The Dodgers got rocked by the Redbirds tonight. Only the second time all season the Dodgers had allowed 10 runs or more. They, of course, gave up 10 over 10 runs to the Phillies early in May. But tonight, the big story, of course, Albert Pujols hitting his number 600 199th and 700th home run, becoming just the fourth player in Major League history to hit 700 home runs. The first one was off Andrew Heaney in the in the second in the, in the third inning, and then the second one was off of Phil Bigford there in the fourth. So top of the third, a one-two count. Andrew Heaney serves up 94 mile per hour fastball, middle middle, and Pujols just crushes it. His 699th bomb of his career, 20th of the season, a no. No doubt about her. A mistake, middle, middle, and he just crushed it. That made it 2 nothing, Cardinals. And later in the fourth inning, a 1-1 count with Phil Bigford on the mound. He hits a three-run shot for number 700, a slider that he missed inside the plate there, and he just crushed it, man. So he hits two home runs, and back earlier in his career, he hit 499 and 500 in the same game, and Pujols crushes 7-0, 700 home runs for Albert Pujols, and you just got to give a nice ovation. Give him a nice – I like the way he did the hug over to the Dodgers clubhouse, the Dodgers dugout, the DH, the designated hugger, Albert Pujols. He'll always be our Theo, and don't forget that 12 – 12 of those 700 home runs came in Dodger blue. We're going to break it all down. And also, we're going to talk about this loss. Are you concerned about the Dodgers offense? Because they were putrid tonight. Quintana was dealing on the mound. He ends up allowing no runs in six and two-thirds innings. Had six punch outs. But the Dodgers, they weren't able to muster any offense really whatsoever. Just one extra base hit on the night. Gavin Lux hits a double. So, really, only only good takeaway tonight offensively was Gavin Lux went two for two, had a single and a double. It's nice to see Miguel Vargas, who hadn't been doing very much since he was called up. He gets a single. So that definitely was something to feel good about. But other than that, the Dodgers offense, they just didn't do much. But I want all your thoughts on one, Albert Pujols hitting number 700 at Dodger Stadium. And also, we're going to get all the way in on the Craig Crumble. Craig Kimbrell being replaced as Dodgers closer. Today, they announced that he will be removed from that role. The Dodgers going to closer by committee. We're going to talk about why the Dodgers made that decision, why they decided to let it go with Craig Kimbrell, why Kim Brelsa was not the answer while they were going in another direction. So we're going to talk about all that. But first, I want to let you, I want to be sure to let everyone know if it's your first time watching this show, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, always smash that like button. So let's get right into these comments. Did you think, what did you think about the home run balls? Because look, Andrew Heaney, he ends up serving up another dinger. That's 12 home runs now in his last seven games after allowing just one home run for the first part of the season. So for Andrew Heaney, 
that's definitely a concern is the him serving up bombs because he has been home run Heaney of late. It's been BP out there just serving up dingers. And when you saw a lefty and Andrew Heaney going up against Andrew, going up against Albert Pujols, you had to feel good about Theo's chances of getting it done tonight because because Andrew Heaney, yeah, he just really hasn't gotten it done. I mean, 14 games in the season and first half of the season allowed one dinger, now 12 home runs. But here we go. Great night for Albert, but 11 nothing Really, that's from Denny Cortez over on Facebook. What's up, D-Mac from Brian over on YouTube? Yeah, only the second time all season the Dodgers had allowed 10 or more runs. They allowed 12 runs to the Phillies back in an extra innings game. If you remember, Walker Buehler got rocked in that game back in May. But yeah, hasn't happened very often lately. And then you add the fact that the offense, they just straight up throw up a donut, a bagel for the Dodgers offense tonight, not getting it done. And... Yeah, all in all, just not a good night for the Dodgers. It was nice to see Albert Pujols get that home run record, but then you kind of look at that score and you're thinking, okay, we're getting rocked here. Wasn't very pretty, but I think that, uh, and I I just, you know, you got to feel really great about the fact that Albert Pujols was able to get this record. He had already said that he was not going to come back. If he had 699 home runs, he wasn't going to come back just to hit 700. He had already announced that this is his final season, and so for him to accomplish that feat before hanging him up, you really have to feel good good about one of the greatest players, not just of this generation, but of the history of Major League Baseball. I've got more thoughts on Albert Pujols and the impact that the Dodgers had on him last season when he got to play with the real Los Angeles baseball team. And he went down the street and he put on that Dodger blue. And also we're talking more about Craig Craig Kimbrell and why the Dodgers made that decision to move off of him. And then also how will the Dodgers close games? Because I have some thoughts on that. But I want to get into your comments and also want to let you know i'm looking for that comment of the night and if i see it you're going to see one of these you win and if you bring those fire takes you're going to see one of these so definitely come with those hot takes come with those fire takes and here let's jump right into the comment section but yeah albert pujols is a lot of love for pujols i'm seeing a lot of love for pujols uh smash that like button for theo 12 of those 700 bombs coming with the los angeles dodgers like if it wasn't for talkman he would have just needed one home run today remember he robbed pujols of a of a walk-off shot crumbles not on that's from danny martinez caroline alba i really hope they're not losing steam interesting do you the Dodgers are losing steam. To me, that's not how I see it. Look, last night, Mookie Betts, he gets his first walk-off of his career because, you remember, they took the one away earlier in the season. And I think that this is a team that you're trying to balance staying sharp but also getting rest and getting guys ready for the postseason. I think tonight, all the hype was about Albert Pujols. You felt the electricity in the ravine. And, yeah, he got his two home runs, and he has 700. So now the Dodgers can turn the page. I think the longer that this lingered, if this lingered into the week, weekend and you're on pins and needles every time you step to the plate I think that's going to affect the Dodgers and trying to just stay fundamental and play good baseball but the fact that they already got this behind them they can go to the ballpark tomorrow and try to take two out of three from this Cardinals team that still is trying to lock up their their playoff situation, but they're still going to win the division. But still, uh, who cares about Albert? That's from Richard Drury. So you don't care. It doesn't mean anything to you. I think, look, I mean, you're a Dodger fan. You're a fan of baseball. But uh, I think if there's a situation where the Dodgers are clinging onto a wild card spot or it's last year where they're neck and neck with the San Francisco Giants, I think then maybe you say, okay, we're not going to glorify this home run. We're not going to give him an ovation for this milestone. But I think in this case, when you consider the fact the Dodgers, they're still on pace 
to win 112 games. They're still on pace to set the all-time franchise record for wins in a season. And you're seeing history. Like I said, it was just a four-time in Major League history that a player entered the 700 Club. It is a rare, exclusive group. You've got Barry Bonds, who that's Fugazi. That's from San Francisco, San Freud Cisco. So you have Barry Bonds, you've got Hank Aaron, you've got Babe Ruth, and you've got Albert Pujols. But Pujols is also part of that very rare club, which is him and Hank Aaron, where you have 700 home runs and over 3,000 hits. So a very exclusive territory. He's one of the greatest players to ever do it. But uh, and also, I want to point out, too, he wasn't as highly touted, highly touted scout, highly touted prospect. He was a guy that was picked in the 13th round, in the 13th round in Major League Baseball. You don't see guys typically have that level of success when you're drafted in the 13th round. In the 13th round, you have a 13 percent chance of making it to the show and you have a less than eight percent chance of posting a positive war so it's not normal what Albert Pujols has been able to do in his career in high school they actually thought that he was lying about his age and in high school in Missouri they didn't even want to pitch to him because they thought he was an adult playing with kids it almost reminds me of that scene from bench warmers of course where they, they call him out and he brings the money and he gives it to the umpire and he says I'm tw- I am 12 <laughs> and there's some money in there for the umpire it's like, no, you're really 12,000. But offensive dead, offense is dead. Defense is struggling. I don't know what to think. That's from Dolphin Flipper 45. Brian Sepulveda says, what is it? Pujols' birthday today? Dodgers pitching, giving him gifts. That's from Brian Sepulveda. Look, I truly don't believe when you – I mean, it is fitting that the two guys that have struggled with keeping the ball in the yard all season long, those are the two guys – that end up serving up those dingers. I mean, you have Phil Bigford, who's now allowed 12 home runs on the season. You have Andrew Heaney, who's allowed 12 home runs on the season. And if you look at those at-bats, it was a four-seam fastball, middle-middle, and Albert Pujols just straight-up tattooed it. And then the Phil Bigford at-bat, it was a slider caught inside the plate. Didn't have great depth to it. Wasn't very sharp. It just kind of hung there, 81 miles per hour. He turned on it, and he hit it out. So, yeah, I mean, not great pitches, but I don't think that it was a situation where they're serving him up dingers. I don't think it's a situation where it's like a Brett Favre doing the Ole move to Michael Strahan, allowing him to get the sack record. Also, let's give Phil Bigford some credit too. Phil Bigford now is just one of four pitchers to have given up home run number 700. Jake Peavy did it to Bonds. Ken Brett gave up home run 700 to Aaron Henry Aaron, George Brett's brother. Tommy Bridges gave a home run 700 to Bay Roof. So Phil Bigford's name is going to be the history books forever for the wrong reasons. But uh, the whole stadium gave him a standing ovation. So all fans there care about Albert, Ashley, and Wilson. Look, this year the feel-good story is Trace Thompson. Last year the feel-good story was Albert Pujols. The the genuineness that he brought to that to that dugout. Let's not forget the Dodgers had lost 15 of 20 games. They make the move to sign Albert Pujols. Everyone wrote the move off. Everyone thought that he was ancient, that he was an antique, that he was going to do nothing with the Dodgers. He goes on to one, hit 12 home runs. He still raked against left-handed pitching. And he also provided some leadership in that Dodgers dugout, in that Dodgers clubhouse. So yeah, I'll never forget having him there. Of course, I call him the DH, the designated hugger because that became the celebration last season. This
This year, it's the pepper grinder. The, this year, you also got the Wolf of Wall Street, Mike tapped to the head. But last year, it was all about, and you also got the splash of water, too. This year, of course, that's the tradition. But last year, it was all about getting that hug from Albert Pujols. But Horrible Night had to turn it off. Kudos to Pujols. Shelly, did you guys all watch the game? Do you have any issues watching on the Apple broadcast? Because I think it's kind of funny that when Albert, when Barry Bonds, he gets his home run, has his home run, it's number 700, and trying to break the record, and 768, every, all the home runs he hit. The, the controversy was about steroids. Tonight, what's the biggest controversy? Is the fact that it was on Apple TV. So shows you the two different types of characters. Uh, do you think we tipped Pujols from Fernie Baller? No, I, don't, I, don't, I truly don't believe that. I don't believe that. When you look at the at-bats, when you consider the fact that there is competition and you're on the bubble like a Phil Bigford or even an Andrew Heaney, those aren't guys that you could say, oh, these are for sure fire locks to make the postseason rotation or the postseason bullpen. I don't think you can say that. If it's someone else that you know, if it's a Julio Urias or Hanser Alberto, that you know Hanser, he even said that he wanted to serve up home run number 700, then maybe that's a possibility. But no, I don't think so. But what are your thoughts on Craig Kimbrell being moved off the Dodgers' closers role as well? Because we have a lot of thoughts on that. Jose Joe Hernandez, only good thing that game came out of tonight besides Pujols' 700th home run is that Kimbrell won't be the closer. Yeah, and look, the thing I want to say about Craig Kimbrell, I see a lot of people giving him a hard time. A lot of people are celebrating this. And yes, that's fine. And you guys know that, didn't I tell you, look, I'm not a big victory lap guy, but didn't I sit right here and tell you for weeks that they were going to move off of him? I saw other people out there saying, oh, they're going to stick with him, this and that. When you looked at his advanced numbers, they weren't favorable. When you looked at his advanced metrics, they did not like Craig Kimbrell. And yeah, it was a no-brainer decision. You had to do it, and it's what must be done eventually should be done immediately. And if you looked at tonight's game, he does have a 1-2-3 clean inning. So it's a little different, though. I mean, it's tough for him to take, to be a professional and say, hey, we're going to move you off of this closers role, and tonight you're going to get that mop. Here's a mop. you got mop-up duty. And look, if you look at Craig Kimbrell, second half of the season, a negative war. Nine straight scoreless appearances in the Let It Go era from 8-17 to 9-13. But since then, he's allowed five runs in four and two-thirds innings. And the big issue with Craig Kimbrell is also the fact that he just hadn't been striking out any batters. That was really what a lot of people like myself were holding on to early in the season, was the fact that that BABIP was so high, was the fact that he still was getting the punch. But that wasn't the case in the second half of the season. If you look at his numbers as a whole, a 4-4-6, ERA. That's 19th among 22 Dodgers pitchers. They have thrown at least 10 innings. A 3.57 expected ERA. He's blown five saves and 27 opportunities. And he just hasn't been able to get that punch and miss bats in the second half of the season. He struck out just 18 of the last 103 batters he's faced. That's a 17.4% strikeout rate. His 27.2 strikeout rate is the lowest of his career. So I just want to preface this by saying it's not like Craig. Uh, it's not like Craig. Wait. Uh, lost my comments here. It's not like Craig Kimbrell wants to be bad. It's not like Craig Kimbrell is going out there saying, man, I hate the Dodgers. I'm just going to throw this. No, Craig Kimbrell wants to be good. He wishes that he was prime Craig Kimbrell going out there and slamming the door shut. But we all know that there's certain things that are undefeated. You have father of time. You have the internet. You have the 72 Dolphins. But mostly, it's the father of time that's undefeated. And that's what's caught up to Craig Kimbrell. He just is not as electric as he once 
was his skills have been diminished and that's just going to be the reality but here how did Hanser Alberto pitch and hit hey man the Shohei Otani of the NL did give up a home run though we got Debor a little concerned over the last week or so so much rather than slump by the way if I haven't got your Kimbrough comment I'm going to do a rapid fire right now of all the comments we got the clock struck midnight on Kimbrella I like that one Ron Fig that's a fire take uh, what an embarrassment over Eric, we got uh, we are 104 and 46, best record in Major League Baseball and the National League, and also the Houston Trastros. They lost tonight. The Dodgers, they're going to be in a good spot when you consider the fact that you get the the hype of having Albert Pujols and the St. Louis Cardinals, a team they could face in the, the National League playoffs, and then also they're going to San Diego. So there are these series that they're going to be able to get up for, and they have to find a way to stay sharp. And look, at the end of the day, everyone is responsible for going out there and competing and playing fundamental baseball. The defense has been sloppy. I didn't love the play from Gavin Lux yesterday trying to get the lead runner when you got to make the play at first. And I think today was another situation too. But the offense, just one extra base hit, they just weren't doing anything. Too many lazy fly balls, too many easy the outs and not enough competitive at-bats. But look, it's it's only human nature. When you... When you compile a lead that they have, you're going to not be as sharp. You're not going to be as hungry. They're not going to have the same incentive there, but uh, they're going to have to find a way. But uh, is it too late to buy DeGrom? I love that one. Hey, who knows? Maybe in the offseason, we got to Joe Hernandez. 11 nothing made me feel like I was watching the Angels. Nice. Uh, Maya says, what a disaster class. Craig Osterberg. Albert has reinvented himself. Yeah, that's a great point, Albert. Uh, that's a great point, Craig Osterberg. One of the Dodgers Nation postgame show day ones is the fact that he absolutely has reinvented himself. He reinvigorated himself by putting on that Dodger blue, being around some of the younger guys, playing with this iconic franchise and look I it's one of the great stories it truly is one of the great stories this year in Major League Baseball the fact that he was able to turn his season around this year and go on a home run just tear I mean he just went on an absolute tear in the second half of the season especially when you look at that home run derby and you see Juan Soto and Acuna Jr. J-Rod a lot of the guys that were in that home run derby their power numbers have been on the decline since the home run derby that wasn't the case for Pujols. The home run derby actually fixed him and helped him turn it around. And if you look at his numbers, up till July 9th, he was hitting under 200 with four home runs. He's now slashed 313, 377, 657. And with with 1,034 OPS in his first 47 games of the second half. So, I mean, after having just four home runs through June 17th and now to have 21 home runs, he has picked it up in a big way and you got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, Albert Pujols, what more can you say? But Phil Bigford, such a seller. Interesting, interesting. You guys are really thinking they just served it up on a tee. I truly don't believe that because that makes no sense for those players. Phil Bigford is a guy especially when you consider the demotion of Craig Kimbrell that has a real opportunity to make his way on this DS roster if things were to break right for him. So absolutely not. He did not want to be a part of the wrong side of history. You just don't want that. Quintana clapped us tonight. That's from Eric Flores. Definitely have to tip your cap. But look, last two nights, Zach Gallon, 13 punch outs. He was sensational. Tonight, Quintana, he makes easy work of this Dodgers offense. Yeah, I understand the leads there, but look, you don't want to let's not forget you have a few you, you the season's coming to an end and then you have that five-day layoff I mean is it going to be a long time it is going to be quite a while before the Dodgers are playing 
relevant baseball. And I think that, yeah, we can all say it's great to have this lead, but no one is going to remember the Dodgers record. No one is going to care at all whatsoever. It's going to be a footnote. It's going to be meaningless if they win 110 or 112 games and don't win the World Series. I mean, does anyone talk about the Braves record last year? Yeah, they do. It's because it was 88 wins. The Braves won the World Series after having won 88 games. So this regular, because let's not forget the Dodgers, they're playing the the, the NL West this entire year, there's been a disappointment. The Padres, the the Giants, Sad Francisco, the Fradres, the Rockies, the D-backs. So, look, it's different in the postseason when you're playing elite competition. So, yeah, they really have to get things right and find a rhythm and stay sharp because they don't want to put themselves in a position where you're going up against a team in that first round that's already going to be coming off of playing a wild card series. So they're going to already have those playoff juices flowing and having won a series and have that moment. Momentum. So the Dodgers have to find a way to get some momentum. No such thing as bonds, nothing but steroids. That's from Tony over on YouTube. Darren just left the stadium. It was cool to see history, but I wanted to win. Darren Elliott, that's a fantastic point right there. And yeah, I was hoping too that, yeah, maybe you wanted, I didn't want to see him get the home run record at Dodger Stadium. I really didn't. I think I was in the minority there. I just didn't want to see, I don't want to see the Dodgers ever lose, okay? I want to see the Dodgers always stack wins. And to me, when you give up a home run to an Albert Pujols or any of these relievers, any of these starters, it starts to add more questions to the rotation and the reliever picture. So, yeah, you definitely want to keep it in the yard because that's the recipe for losing, especially in the postseason, is serving up dingers. I actually wanted to see Albert Pujols get the record at home when you consider the fact that the majority of the home runs he's hit this season have come on the road. The 700 home run tribute was classy by the Dodgers. That's from Don Kim. Yeah, everything the Dodgers did was classy, from the fans' ovation to him addressing the crowd before the game to the hug that he did towards the Dodgers clubhouse. Yeah, I think everything was first class, and you wouldn't expect anything less from Dave, from Dave Roberts, the Dodgers, or Albert Pujols because all-class individuals across the board. And Albert Pujols, don't kid yourself, he is an absolute legend in every sense of the word. Like, I was just uh, thinking to myself, man, I was playing MVP baseball MVP Baseball 2004. MVP Baseball 2004 with Albert Pujols on the cover. And we're in 2022, man. We're in 2022. I mean, just look at the lineup in that game. You had Dave Roberts leading off. Paul LaDuca, Encarnacion, Green, Ventura, Beltre, Cora, Isturis, and Hideo Nomo. That is how good Albert Pujols has been for so long. But uh, tonight, the Dodgers go one for six with runners in scoring position. Seven men left on base. Trace Thompson, I don't know. We talked about the magic running out on Kimbrell. Trace Thompson, he's still slugging, and that's what you want, but 0 for 4 tonight. Chris Taylor goes 0 for 2. Muntz, who's able to get a hit, he goes 1 for 4. JT goes 1 for 2. Will Smith goes 1 for 4. Lux is the only Dodger who did anything worth any merit tonight, going 2 for 2 with the Dodgers' lone extra base hit when he stroked that double. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's definitely going to be key, too. Because with Gavin Lux, you want to see him bottom of the ninth inning. He doubled to shallow left first pitch slider. 
up and in. He jumped on it, and that's definitely a good sign for the Dodgers that he's starting to, to find that stroke because he missed some significant time, and you want to get him right. But uh, Al Downing gave up 7.15 to Hank Aaron. That's from Craig Osterberg. Yeah, Al Downing and Phil Bigford, right? Dodger history. Good job by the two Dodgers pitchers who served up two home runs to T.O. Albert. So, Diane, we see who we're rooting for that. Congratulations to Albert Pujols. He is a great player. Yeah, I just think that I hate watching on Apple TV. That's from Diane Schroeder. Yeah, the camera work is pretty fantastic, but the fact that, yeah, I was watching on my phone, which is pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the cameras are pretty pretty amazing. But, uh, yeah, Albert Pujols, home run number 700. I hope he doesn't hit another home run. I think that'd be cool. It almost would feel like Roberto Clemente ending his career with 3,000 hits. Obviously, it happened in tragedy, which was terrible. But when you look at that perfect round number and then Albert Pujols, if he ends it at 700, just a great story. Really just a fantastic story. And then getting back to Craig Kimbrell, I want to talk to you guys about, yeah, tonight, Craig Kimbrell, he had a 1-2-3 clean inning in the six a couple fly ball outs. He got Pujols to ground out. It was a fastball up out of the zone, but still one, two, three on seven pitches. Of course, yesterday, the Christian Walker home run, third time in four appearances that he had allowed a run. And I think one pitcher that no one's really talking about that is uh, is Bruzdar Gratterall because Bruzdar Gratterall the bazooka stock is definitely going up but I want to hear from you guys how should the Dodgers close games to me it's very simple you play the matchups look what happened this year when Craig Kimbrell wasn't available they played the matchups what happened in games where in the innings before the ninth inning you play the matchups that is how you win and that's why it was so surprising that for so long an organization that's so steeped in analytics didn't embrace this strategy so I'm very excited about the future for the Dodgers not having a true traditional closer and if you look at the Dodgers Evan Phillips he's been the Dodgers best reliever this year he's been fireman Phillips he's been Dr. Phil he's been a, not just the best reliever on the Dodgers he's been a top five reliever in all of Major League Baseball he has a microscopic one two four ERA a two forty expected ERA Chris Martin he's been a beast with the Dodgers 26 punch outs to just one walk a one eighty ERA Bruzdar Gratterall he has three saves this season I want to talk about Bruzdar here in just a second I want to get your guys thoughts on Craig Kimbrell are you relieved are you still concerned that he will be on the postseason roster because I have some thoughts on that what are your other takes on the Dodgers getting smoked tonight by the Cardinals we got uh, hey Apple TV love Tio we got Maya Kimbrell confuses me he's up and down I mean we get, talked about his numbers earlier. We talked about the fact that in the second half of the season, even with the reason why, look, I mean, it was a feel-good story, but if you guys have been watching the show, you know that during the whole Let It Go era, I was saying that he still is going to melt down like Olaf in the desert. Faster, He's going to melt down faster than Olaf in the desert because – just he was trying to paint the zone he was trying to throw more strikes but in doing that the swing and miss was down the strikeouts were down like compared to earlier in the season and if you look at his numbers in the let it go era a 557 fip a 517 x fip a 440 sierra these are pretty you know maybe these are numbers that you guys aren't familiar with but i know a lot of you are and basically that really tells the true story of craig kimbrell is and it's because 
he was not having he was a lot of there was a lot of hard contact a lot of loud outs and it was only a matter of time i mean he was posting a negative war so it's no surprise to me at all that the dodgers pulled the plug on the craig kimbrell experiment it was little better late than never but still definitely concerning when you consider the fact that now with blake trident and his health issues they're going to have to patchwork a bullpen strategy together here real quickly and see if they can get Yancy Almonte back and try to see if they can get Tony Gonsolin back in the role that he'll have. But in my opinion, I don't think there is a – you really should have Craig Kimber on the postseason roster if you're not going to use him to close games. We'll get into that in a second, but I want to get your thoughts on that right now. Who, how should the Dodgers close games in the postseason? Ron Fig, DMAC, what up, Ron Fig? 47 now, we'll be fine. Cardinals – uh, we, we got uh, Bigford and Crumble off the roster for the postseason experiment. That's a catastrophe from William LLC. We're putting too much focus on Kimbrel, on Kimbrel, given the rest of the team is not doing any better. The Dodgers on the whole are horrible right now. It's from LLWC. Yeah, I mean, but we also have seen that when this team has had success all season long, some of these guys that aren't performing as well right now, we know what they're capable of at their best. And look, the bottom line is you look at Julio Urias. He's still getting it done. He's a very important cog in this Dodgers machine. You have Clayton Kershaw, who's been fantastic since returning from injury. Dustin May, he's filthy, but he has command issues. So he's another guy you need to focus on. But still... You, when you eliminate the Kimbrel situation and you realize the fact that in the postseason, it's increasingly becoming a battle of the bullpens, it definitely gives you some clarity. But uh, breaking news, Hans Alberto is going to be the everyday closer from now on, Joseph Peraza. I'm thinking you go Charlie Freeman, possibly Hans Alberto, possibly Justin Turner. Let's not forget he has a 0.00 ERA. Uh, big for me at a good pitch, just bad mix against Pujols, three straight off speed. Yes, yeah, Cesar, it's kind of what we talked about earlier, is the fact that he, you saw earlier in that bad, Pujols was look, trying to jump on that fastball, and he knew what he was sitting on. And it wasn't the worst pitch in the world. It wasn't like Phil Bickford left it out over the middle of the play. That's why I don't even think for a second that, I mean, how do you serve up an intentional slider on the inner half there and say, oh, here's the home run that you're going to crush off me, especially when you're a right-handed pitcher. So, yeah, I didn't buy that at all. Craig crumbles. So let's get this straight. Trade Pollock, and we are still looking for a right fielder who can hit. Thank God we got crumble. Yeah, I mean, she had to just call a spade a spade. And Andrew Friedman, that was an L. That was an L by Andrew Friedman. And, yeah, I mean, Pollock is having a blow average year offensively. And you've also have been able to find a Trace Thompson. And you also traded for a Joey Gallo. But we saw that A.J. Pollock, I mean, he was playoff P was straight fire in the NLCS when he really started to figure things out. Uh, hey, Doug, did you see Dave Roberts' reaction, Cesar, to Dave Roberts' reaction to to Albert Pujols when he's kind of like put his head in the thing or or to, to Craig Kimbrell? I have Craig Kimbrell. I have some of Dave Roberts' comments on Craig Kimbrell. Dave Roberts said the plan for Craig is to change his role. Roberts said he had to talk with Kimbrell, who is open to do whatever is best for the team. So if that was the case, then you start to make your offseason plans in in Cabo or something like that. But uh, I don't want to be too rough on him. And then he would also say Dave Roberts when – 
He's talking when Dave Roberts made a comment from the closers role and if it will apply to the postseason as well. He says, I don't know. I think that's where we're at right now. Nothing is cemented, but we think that's the best way to go about it right now. And then when asked if they feel comfortable going into the postseason without a set closer, Doc said, it's kind of the whole mindset because you've always done something one way. Doesn't make it right. It might not be traditional, but I'm not too concerned about that. So stay home with uh, Craig Vargas needs to Vargoff. That's from Eric Flores. Look, I mean, that's what I said earlier about Craig Kimbrell. Look, it's not like he's trying to be bad. It's not like he hates the Dodgers. It's not like he is in some illegal betting scheme where he's betting against the Dodgers. No, he wants to be great more than you would ever believe. He wishes he was still elite Craig Kimbrell. But like I said, there's certain things that are undefeated and father of time is one of them. And it has caught up with Craig Kimbrell. Yes, if you look at the velocity, it's not tremendously diminished or anything like that, but it's not as electric as it once was. And when you're a player that when you're a pitcher that doesn't have a dynamic pitch mix and you're just going with two pitches, a fastball that ranges from 94 to 96 miles per hour on his best day, touches 97 and a knuckle curveball that's not filthy. I mean, sometimes it can be, but he just doesn't have the command. He doesn't dot it. He doesn't throw it in the right counts. And he also struggled against lefties this season as well. So, yeah, it's no surprise that uh, that they moved off him. But then when you talk about the, uh, Miguel Vargas, Miguel Vargas, yeah, I mean, I think that – for him, it was about, hey, Miguel Vargas is a guy that we hope is going to be a part of our future, a big part of our future. And heading into tonight, Miguel Vargas, he was 5-4-32. And the strikeout numbers aren't terrible, but, yeah, I mean, he hasn't done much offensively. Nice to see him get a hit tonight. But, yeah, like I always say, life is hard, baseball is harder, and you see that each and every day. But uh, here we go. Back into the comment section. Should the Dodgers go closer by committee with Craig Kimber? What are your thoughts on the Dodgers moving off of him? I'm actually pretty impressed that the Dodgers made such a move at this point. You think that you maybe make that decision in a few weeks. You give him a few more opportunities because you rolled the dice on a Kimbrell trade. You're paying him, you know, his, his contract is around $16 million and you trade AJ Pollock for him. And you also consider the fact that Blake Trinan's injury history injury situation is a little uncertain right now. Maybe you kick the can down the road a little more, but they certainly did not do that. They made a bold move, and they made the right move, in my opinion. But uh, Braves will eliminate the Dodgers in the postseason. That's from BCon 610. Interesting, interesting. I'm Braves, to me, are the biggest threat. I will agree with you on that. I'm not going to say they're going to beat the Dodgers because I still feel good about L.A.'s chances and the fact that you still have a really great team here in Los Angeles and you're going to have home field advantage. But, yeah, that Braves team is very stout. If you look at their record in, since June on, it's very close to the Dodgers. But Hanser Alberto for Cy Young. Doyers, Bobby Miller isn't on the 40-man roster. That's from Jeff Glancy. He isn't on the 40-man roster, and if you wanted to see him up, there's a an injury provision, a loophole where they could try to get him on now, but they didn't put him on that 40-man roster by that September 1st deadline. But Braves will lose to the Phillies. Otani is a future Dodger. I'd be stroking. You know, yeah, I'm all about that, okay? You know I want to see Showtime in L.A. We need to see it. MLB, the show. The show. Uh, did Hanser pitch the eighth? Hanser Alberto gave up a dinger tonight, guys. He definitely did. He ends up pitching the ninth, though. He pitched the ninth for the Dodgers. So, or was, no, was the ninth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I pitched the ninth. The ninth 
for L.A. And he also pitched the 8-2. He yeah, pitched the 8-2, right? Uh, he pitched the 8-2. So, yeah, Hanser Alberto on the night. Yeah, hey, man, that's a, that's a multi-inning reliever you got right there. He ends up going on tonight two innings, allowed the, the one home run. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Hanser Alberto, give him a look. He throws that that famous unknown pitch. So the Dodgers, two errors tonight, seven. They scored no runs on seven hits, just one extra base hit for L.A. Just seven strikeouts, but just not enough competitive at-bats. Lots of lazy ground outs and fly outs and just couldn't string together any offense worth note. But uh, here we go, guys. A couple more comments here and uh, – let you guys do your thing because it's Friday night. Wanted to just kind of hop on here, talk about Craig Kimbrell being removed as the Dodgers closer. And that definitely was the right move. I don't think there's anyone here that disagrees with that. But who do you guys think should be the closer? Because one guy wanted to eight errors in three games from Diane Schroeder. Yeah, it's been sloppy. It has been sloppy. And the Dodgers have been one of the better defensive teams in baseball this year. But you see Gavin Lux. He had the issue. You saw tonight it just wasn't sharp it just was not sharp for the Dodgers as a whole and yeah it's definitely it's definitely in I mean just top of the four top of the first inning for the uh for the Dodgers with uh with that throwing error by Alberto I mean he had a throwing error tonight and then In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. The dot, then later in the game, it wasn't very much. It wasn't much better. So yeah, I mean, to me, it's a it's a concentration thing. It's a focus thing, and you want to be consistent. And that's definitely not consistent for the Dodgers is to go out there and commit errors and just not make good plays and play sound baseball. So it's definitely an issue. And I think that they really have to pride themselves on coming to the ballpark. And look, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm saying we want to collect as many dubs as we can. We want to make a run at 110, 112 wins. Let's get to as many wins as we. We possibly can because that's just how it's going to help this team just carry momentum you want to feel good you want to win i mean winning's fun okay like that that's how I, that's how you spell fun w-i-n and you saw later i mean that throwing error by max muncie in the top of the fifth inning there's too many throwing errors right now i mean you got to set your feet you got to make the throw and tonight two throwing errors one by hanser alberta early on and then max muncie there in the fifth inning so yeah i mean you can control that i don't care you know if you're going to have slump offensively you know what doesn't slump is defense and defense should be something that you're consistent with but gavin lux be throwing the ball hella late to first base lately bobby jenkins yep dodgers don't have a closer that's from Bcon 610 yeah it's going to be closure by committee and I want to give a little love to Bruce Dar Gratterall you know I call him Bruce Star Gratterall and Bruce Dar a 302 ERA a 252 expected ERA a 311 fifth 39 punch outs and 10 walks in 44 and two-thirds innings also he induces soft contact at an elite level a 62.9 percent ground ball rate that's the best 
on the Dodgers. And also, 11 of his 41 games have been multi-inning appearances. That's also the most on the team. So, Bruzdar Gratterall is a guy whose stock is going up. You saw yesterday, using that cutter to miss bats, I mean... Is Bruce Dark Gratterall taking the next step? It feels like he is. The bats need to wake up before the playoffs start. Kirsch's back can end the season, ends season at any moment. Our rotations hang together by a few threads. That is from. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.